Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to talk about creativity and the little things. But before we do that, can we just address the fact that we are sitting beside each other and not on a Skype video screen? Yay, we're actually together. <laughs> and that is more than a little thing yes. to be thankful for. So That yeah. is a large thing. <laughs> Yes, so Joy made an impromptu trip to Hattiesburg, and so here we are, and this is really, really cool. It is. Good to see you, friend. Oh, you too. Yay. Yay. So excited. (laughs) So what did you do on your creative week? Okay, so for me, this is really going to play in to the topic that we have today for you guys. So I have been, if, if you get my author newsletter Um, I kind of shared some things that are going on with me and I'm not going to go into that here, but I have been in a little bit of a season where I am figuring out how to overcome some new challenges. And so it's kind of been, honestly, it's been one of those situations that we're going to talk about later where I've kind of been a little blindered, um, to looking for things to be thankful for and all of that. So it's just been a time of overwhelm. But I got to attend, and I say attend because it's one of those virtual like party things or whatever, but it was a Seiko party. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that company, but basically they have have women all over the world. It began in Uganda, and they have women in in a number of countries where they make jewelry, and they make uh, clothes, and they make these gorgeous leather bags, and they make all sorts of things, Um, even house goods too, like pillows and and fun things like that. And they're absolutely gorgeous. And they, these women are able to make an amazing income by doing this, by creating things, by making things. They have um, a whole section for custom things. You can kind of customize some of their um, things that they offer that they sell. And so I participated in this party and what really just kind of struck me were the stories because they kept Uh, our host kept sharing stories from some of these women. Um, You know, some of them were the first from their village to ever get to go to college because she had this job and a big part of Seiko is they, um, they want to encourage women to be able to go on and have a higher education because in a lot of these places um, that's not encouraged at all um, or they just simply don't have the money to do it. Um, other women have come out of horrible situations, you know, trafficking situations, or because they got this job with Seiko, they were able to avoid a situation like that, um, or being married off very young to someone much older, for example. So anyway, as I was listening to these stories and I was getting to know a little bit about the company and all of that, it just reminded me of how so often I complain or I you know, kind of look at the negative, right? And meanwhile, on another part of the world, there are women who are facing so much more difficult things than I am. 
And so it just reminded me of something that we've talked about before, about the small steps every day. You know, these women are taking these tiny steps every day, but they're completely and totally transforming and changing their lives and the lives of um, the places where they live and the people who are around them. And that's something that I know we strive to do as well. So I had to get something, and she doesn't even know what I have. <laughs> so I had to get this little thing. They do charms. And this charm just happens to be small steps. No way! And I have one too. We have matching charms. We have charms. matching charms. Oh, where is mine? Oh, we have, there it is. We have best friend charms. She didn't say that, but that's how I'm taking it. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, I think it's a mango. Oh, it's really cute. Isn't it gorgeous? But it's like, it's a little mango thing. And it's Small Steps is the name of this. So they have this whole line of jewelry, and it's their brave jewelry or whatever, and it's all these different charms, and each one means something different. And it's so cute. And I saw this, and this is the name of the woman who made your charm. I have I have chill bones. I'm not lying. <laughs> chill bones, know, but it's right? so, the, it, the packaging is so cute. And these are actually made, um, because like I said, it began in Uganda, but... They're made in several different countries around the world. These charms happen to be made in East Asia. So ours came from East Asia. That's so you wanna see? Hold on. Okay, if you're on if you're on YouTube, I'm gonna like boom. Isn't that cute? Okay, and so the company is spelled S S E K O if you want to look it up. But it's a little tiny. So cute. I'm not so, sure why the mango is a small step, but I don't care. It's so cute. I know. And I think that that's a mm -hmm. mango. I mean, it looks like a mango to me. It doesn't really yeah. say. Lemon, peach. Oh, maybe it's a lemon. Oh, maybe it is a lemon. Like oh. when life gives you lemons? Yeah. <laughs> like, I like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. But, but anyway. it's super cute. Thank you so much. Yeah. I love this. I just, as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, we talk about that so often. We do. We're both taking those small steps at a time and I, I don't know just remembering like that there are women all over the world who are are pursuing their dreams in different ways and I just love that yes. so I'll actually I'll include the link in the show notes and what I'll include is the link for the the host for the party that um I was part of she was so sweet her name's Laura mm -hmm. and she's a they call them Seiko fellows they're the ones who kind of sell the stuff over here and everything but yeah I love this. Thank you so much. What a sweet thing. I love it. And I, I think I have a really good place to put it too. So. Thank you. It's so difficult not to look at you and talk to you only and to keep my eyes like straight ahead and like include all of the listeners. So, so like if you see me doing weird things with my head, it's like I'm trying to... I'm trying to make this work. Um, I'm thank. I'm so thankful. Thank oh, you so much. You're welcome. Well, tell me about your creative week. Oh, I have been doing a lot of editing this week. So I did do. Um, I did do some writing. So I'm going. I'm still bringing my idea through the Maggie's Water seminar. I have to rewatch a lot of videos, which I don't think is a problem. But um, sometimes it's quite a few days before or in between times that I'm able to process. Mm -hmm. um, and distill my idea through the videos that I have to watch them two or three times before I can really have time to write them down and really grasp what's going on there. Um, 
but I don't think that that's a problem. Yeah. I think it actually helps me internalize things a little bit better too. Where sometimes I multitask, which is always a bad idea for me. And I know that, like I know it. Um, so I'll be doing one thing while I'm listening to the video and all this kind of stuff. And, and, uh, I'd never like fully take it in. Maybe with all of the multiple watches, I'm able to get it all grasp the whole thing. So it's working really well. I'm coming up with some good ideas and that sort of thing. But my main venture into creativity this week is editing. And well, editing and I'm critiquing. So I say editing and I'm, I'm using the words interchangeably, but that's not really the way that they're supposed to be used. So, <laughs> so I am critiquing. Technical, technical term, critiquing. And uh, it's Joy's book. It's called One Good Thing. It's really cool because it's an epistolary. So it's like a lot of journal entries and letters. And I was really interested in how I was going to be able to get the story with like all of these bits and pieces pushed together without like the transition necessarily between one letter to another and how it was all going to feel natural and, and all of that stuff. And it does. It feels really natural. I'm really excited to add my opinion to things and hopefully it will help it become the published work that it will become. And uh, yeah, I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast with that. And thank you so much for doing that because May always has the best um, suggestions and thoughts and opinions and I mean goodness gracious one of uh, one of what really became a big character for my books was not that and it was really thanks to her. I pitched a fit she did. <laughs> she did she she stood up for that character and thanks to her we have a lot more of Becky in the story so yes <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yes readers thank me <laughs> Oh she probably got tired of reading all of my my comments. Like, where is Becky? What is Becky feeling? Yeah. <laughs> and we did. We went what back do you suppose Becky times. thinks right now? <laughs> <laughs> we did go back and forth a few times about it. Mm -hmm. And finally, I had to admit that I was wrong and she was right. <laughs> no, no. It just had to fit into her story, like into your story the way that you wanted it to fit in. And if mm -hmm. Becky wasn't important at that point in time, then I'm glad that she became important mm -hmm. later on. Because I do think that Becky and Jack's relationship is a pivotal thing for Jack and that was why I was insistent because I felt that Becky was a <laughs> yes and so you were right and honestly if she would not have changed a word about Becky I would have been fine too but I just felt like I needed to say the things I needed to say and then if she made her decision then she made her decision and I would still love you no matter what oh, happened because that's okay. what being a good critique partner is about so <laughs> So true. <laughs> so, um, so that's that's what I'm doing this week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So <laughs> All right. So now we are ready for our topic. We are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's holiday time, folks. Yeah. So Thanksgiving. Like yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanksgiving is right around the corner, which will unleash all of the holidays <laughs> that will be after. So Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year and um, Valentine's Day. Right after oh, that, we'll, we'll rush Mardi into Gras. E Mardi Gras. We'll rush into Easter. Anyway, lots of holidays that are happening um, very, very soon. 
and uh and no you know the catalogs and department stores and everything have all these beautiful pictures of families and and friends and get-togethers where everybody's smiling and everybody has like a turkey and also garland around their neck or something like that and some funny sweaters or something but like um they're all the happy people but I will also say that some of my favorite holiday movies actually focus on the discord and like <laughs> where where there's some sort of competition between families or um or even if it's just like a, a, a protagonist that has some lonely feelings or some like things to like work through and if I, eventually by the end of the movie we've they found that um, the holidays have special meaning meaning or um, they found their their family even if it's not a blood family or something like that and we know those stories are near and dear to our hearts probably for good reason <laughs> but <laughs> But um, so we've got like the the pendulum swing there where you've got like all of the advertisements saying that you need to have a perfect holiday or you're not doing it right. And then you've got our entertainment that's saying if you're, you know, if you're not on the other end of the spectrum, then and, and had this big epiphany, then you're not doing it right. So uh, we just wanted to talk about that. Like... <laughs> We wanted to talk about how holidays kind of lead to these big emotions. Yeah, some of these um, these emotions that we have, they really are big ones, especially at this time. It's just, it's something about everything swirling around us that really, I don't know, it's like they make them, um, I don't know, like the Hulk. <laughs> like, like they just become bigger than they normally would be. I don't know why, but anyway. So, don't make them angry. Don't make them angry. <laughs> so sometimes these emotions, because they are just so large and such a huge thing for us, they really produce blinders on us to anything else. Um, and that is kind of where we end up just focusing on only that. We can't see other things around us. Um, and sometimes, like we were talking about before we started recording, we were talking about how sometimes this can be good emotions, too. Um, it's not always just the bad ones, but for whatever reason, they do just really consume us. And they, they put these blinders on to where um, it ends in like a, a letdown after if it's if it's the good emotions and we're excited about something, it ends with a letdown. Or if it's a, a tough emotion, I mean... Y'all know where that heads. So blinders, blinders to anything else is kind of where, where we end up. Yeah. So what we're focusing on whenever we put these blinders on us is the, the only thing that we see in front of us is us with these big emotions, right? So we can't really see anything else that's on the left or the right of us. We can only see a picture of us dealing with these big emotions, good or bad. So whenever we're only focusing on us, especially when we are having some big emotions like grief and shame and regret and overwhelm, that can start stepping us toward a depressive state. So as we were kind of talking this through, you know, we realized that a lot of times when we've got these, these big emotions going on, we tend to internalize it. And what we mean by that is we, we just kind of bury it all inside of ourselves. We don't really deal with it. We just kind of pull it into us almost like a teddy bear. 
and we hang on to it, and that's not the kind of teddy bear we want to hang on to most of the time. <laughs> and this is very different from introspection, because I know if you guys have listened to us for any length of time, you've heard us talk about introspection in a good way, because we are very uh, big proponents of being introspective. And that is where, you know, we kind of dig deep inside, we figure out the root of whatever's going on with us. Um, we kind of figure out what's important to us. We figure out what our motivations are behind things. You know, introspection is a good thing. Internalization of big emotions like this, not necessarily a good thing. Um, there needs to be some sort of an outlet. So for internalization, we're just holding on to these things. We're not actually working through anything. So we're not getting anywhere with it. We're just, we're just clinging to it. And we're just um, almost wallowing there in a, in a sense. But to get back to our previous um, kind of little visual for you, we do have blinders. So to where that's the only thing that we're thinking about instead of looking around us at all for anything else. So, yeah. Yeah. And this is like a natural thing that happens. This is something that is Joy and I have both been through this. And that's the only reason why we can like pick this apart and really identify what happens whenever we have these big emotions during these kind of holiday situations here. And, uh, and that's also how we can know the difference between um, internalization and introspection at this particular moment in, in one's life like that. That's also how we can say that this type of narrow internalization can lead uh, us to be stinted and stilted, uh, blocked, dry spells, whatever you want to call it, um, how it can negatively affect our creativity. And so we thought of, you know, how can we solve this problem? Because obviously this is a big issue, big emotions, blinders, internalizing, okay, how do we combat this? Especially when we're thinking of from the standpoint of a creative, okay? And so what we can do is to alter our focus. And how can you do that when you've got blinders on, okay? You guys know what I'm talking about, these horses, right? They put blinders on them and the poor babies can't see anything. They can't see the delicious pasture of grass over there, you know? <laughs> so, oh, poor horses. Now I know, it's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, Typically, they're like this, right? So if we turn our heads just a little bit to the right and to the left, we might start to pick up on a couple of things that we didn't see before. Mm -hmm. And whereas blinders for horses are meant to help horses to get from point A to point B, Without throwing their rider. Uh, without throwing their rider. Yes, there, there, there's a purpose for there blinders. There is a purpose. Okay, fine. Yeah, and so if we're talking about the purpose for blind for our metaphorical blinders and, and our emotional like focus on us, um, sometimes our brains can trick us <laughs> into thinking that either everything's all okay or everything's all wrong. It just depends on where we are um, mentally at that time. And so if we are in a safe place, then our brain's going to be like, okay, you can deal with this now. That's cool. And start throwing things at you, right? And then if you're not in a safe place, then your brain's going to hold all of those things in and, you're, and, and repress all of that emotion and the situations that you're, you're dealing with and that sort of thing. And, um, and it's not a healthy way to be in long-term repressing those emotions and trying to squish them down just so you can get through during the day. But our brains are very 
very intricately made. And I think it's pretty amazing that it knows the difference subconsciously. I don't know the difference. My brain knows the difference <laughs> subconsciously, whether I can handle something or not which is an amazing thing that our creator has given to us in order to help us live this thing we call life, right? And so it's not a bad thing. The, the fact that this is our initial reaction to these really strong emotions is not a bad thing. It's just that it's not sustainable for our creativity and for ultimately the health of our emotional lives and our physical lives. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so when we start to kind of move around a little bit and, you know, see what's on the other side of these blinders that we've got going, uh, we start to notice, hopefully, some little things. OK, and these little things could be as simple as, um, you know, the smile of someone that you pass on the street. OK, mm -hmm. it could be um, you had mentioned a cool breeze. You know, which I is love so those. Yes. It's like right now I'm looking out and the breeze is blowing outside behind May's house and I see the beautiful leaves and they're just kind of um, drifting just a little in the breeze. And that's a that's a beautiful little thing. Mm -hmm. And the thing about these little things is we can take them, we can take joy in them in the moment, and we can give thanks for them. And that's where we begin to break down those blinders a little bit more. We begin to open our minds up. We begin to, um, instead of focusing on whatever that big emotion was, we start to give a little thanks. And if you guys have listened at all, if you've heard me probably say this before, you know, the importance of giving thanks. It makes such a big difference. It really does in our minds. Mm -hmm. And that spills over into our creativity and mm -hmm. our creative lives. It absolutely does. I think that what it does is kind of changes our focus straight ahead on on us and what we're internalizing at that moment and um, almost gives us a bit of a distraction. I'm like, oh, look at that. That's really nice and cool and sweet. And I'm thankful for that. And for some reason, and I don't know, I guess it's another one of those ways that our creator made us, that some reason... It's very difficult, if not impossible, for me to house thankfulness and depressive thoughts. Put, putting those two things in the same space seems to, the thankfulness seems to cancel out the other. I'm not saying that it's a cure for that necessarily. I don't think that it'll go away. I, I still think that those emotions need to be processed in an introspective way. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I still think that those need to be processed, but it gives us the mental break, the mental space to separate our our internalization, take the focus off of ourselves, um, realize that we are in a safe place, um, and and give us a chance to to actually enjoy something or give us some space to figure out why we feel this particular way. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And, you know, it is, it's like thankfulness, just it, it takes up more space. So, you know, you put that with, like you were saying, all these big emotions in a box and for whatever reason, thankfulness just, it, it kind of pushes the other out in mm -hmm. some ways. Um, like you said, not that it completely disappears or that it 
fixes things necessarily, but it changes our mindset. It changes the way we look at things. It changes so many things and it fuels that creative fire. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, it makes us think of things differently and see things differently and it, it just does. Well, and I think I think that if, if you've been in any kind of creative situation, you may have experienced in the same way that I have experienced that some ways that we actually deal with things is to create. Sometimes we don't even know what we think about a particular thing until we've mm-hmm. made something about it, whether it's writing or um, whatever your medium is, until you've had time to create something about it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does. So in, while we're trying to get back to our creativity, yes, of course, we want to we want to have good production. We want to have a number of um, a number of creative items at the end of the year and all of these things. But also it's good for our soul mm-hmm. in that if we can get back to a place of creativity, we can really start unpacking all of these things mm-hmm. that are inside of us and figuring out um if it's something that we really need to deal with, if it's a true, um, if it's a true fear or if it's a true emotion, or is it just something that we need to feel mm-hmm. and we're scared to feel it, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can feel that through our creative outlets, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, like yeah. you were saying. So, yeah. Yeah. So that is what we really wanted to talk to you guys about today. And I know that that's a little bit of a downer kind of situation, but I have a feeling that there's more people than we like to admit who don't feel super um, giddy during the holidays. <laughs> um, I know my, my family, this, this holiday season is going to be without um, my mother-in-law for the first time ever. Um, we've already had to go through that with being uh, without my father-in-law for the first time ever some years ago. And then um, we went through it again, going through a holiday season without my my dad. So we've had a lot of loss and holidays are tough. And it's not this, you know, there is joy. So don't get me wrong. There is joy. There is celebration. But there's also like this low-hanging grief fruit that it's it can, it's so easy to just like reach up and grab. Mm-hmm. And uh so sometimes we do need to grab it and bite in and sometimes we just need to let it hang there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think that by removing those blinders uh with our thankfulness and the little things then we'll be able to know when to do just that. Yeah. Helps us to know when we're ready to 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 deal with things mm-hmm. a little bit more head on and, and all of that as well. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah. I think are we ready for a challenge? Yeah, let's challenge okay. away. All right, QWERTY challenge, guys. <laughs> all right, what big emotions are you feeling right now? And are they blinding you? Have they put blinders on you? And these are some of these questions that are introspective, I think, mm-hmm. okay, to figure out what's going on with you. Sometimes we have to ask these questions. Um, have you put on blinders to a point where the big emotions and you are your only focus right now? Um, maybe that's just a little different way to think about it. And if so, are you ready for the little things that just happen to be all around you? You just aren't able to see them right now. Um, and I think that when we get to a point where we can start to look around right and left and we start to pick up on these little things 
they just start to to snowball out <laughs> yeah into such bigger things um that we start to notice and we start to be able to give thanks for and focus on and it just mm-hmm. changes our whole outlook mindset perspective mm-hmm. and um like you said often it opens up opportunities and time for us to deal with those emotions or things or to figure out how we need to handle them um mm-hmm. and then also just to help us be more creative, to be our creative selves, um, and to sometimes be our best creative selves. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, sometimes it's really easy for, for us to make these sweet little outlines for our episodes and make this recording. And of course we're going to edit it to make sure that we look the best that we can look for you guys, you know, you know, not necessarily like this, but like that. There's we, nothing we can do about this hair. She can't edit yeah. it out. <laughs> Occasionally I do chop out some ums and filler words and things like that. But uh, the point here is, is that the reason that we have these as topics to begin with is because these are things that we are dealing with our own lives and our personal lives. And so we're sharing that with you being a bit vulnerable here too, because honesty is vulnerability and we've always promised to be candid and honest with you guys. So in truth, we're dealing with these things as well. Just know, just know that you're not alone. Yeah. Well, you guys have a fantastic week. Yes. And go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTY Writing Life.